Assalamualaikum everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I hope you guys are having an amazing day, an amazing month, an amazing week. I hope you are just amazing as a whole. So welcome back to another current favorites episode. I always upload like current favorite episodes like every other like three-ish or a few months. I always upload them like a couple months to just update you guys. Um, and I always find these super fun and y'all love these as well. So we're due. We're due for another current faves update so here it is welcome back to another current faves update where i just share random stuff this time i have a few categories of things that i'm going to talk about of my current favorites in those categories so this is going to include a bunch of different stuff um from like books obviously because i always share my current fave books um i might share some of my favorite Allah's 99 names as of right now um different just different stuff duas sunnas whatever stuff that we have been loving inshallah if i remember and then of course just random stuff so we got a couple categories inshallah to hit today and i hope that something i share could be something that you put in your life and you love it as just as much as i do so let's go let's get started so bestie girls let's start off with books because you guys know i always start off with books so i have a bunch of books that I have like categories of books on how I like to read. So there's some books that you won't find in English that are Islamic books that are like, you know, books for like straight up seeking knowledge. Like you are trying to learn fake ruling and stuff like that or Arabic or stuff like that from those books. Those books are usually a little bit harder to get. I know I have some books that actually come from different countries that I actually had to have other people bring for me. So while I love those books, even if I recommend them, I'm like, how are you guys going to get them, you know? And then there are some books that are just like my like lighthearted reads, right? Like they're not books that you're necessarily you know like getting rulings out of it's just books that you are like trying to learn more you know about Allah or just just more general amazing stuff just something good for your heart just something good for your mind maybe just something good for iman so I want to share a few of those books so my current favorite lighthearted read um has been Allah Loves by Omar Suleiman um I this book I'm late I'm late okay like a lot of the books that I'll be sharing I'll be late but look Allah Loves is a pretty good book I um I feel like there's a lot of mainstream books. I don't want to call them mainstream, but a lot of really popular Islamic books that I've talked about extensively. And some of them I feel like are, they have some problems with them and some of them I feel like they don't. Um, some of them I feel like, you know, despite them being incredibly well-known, I feel like there are some disputes Islamically that a lot of sheikhs also brought up with those books. So I try to stay clear of them. But Allah Loves is a really popular book. Um, and I've been intending on reading this book for such a long time, but I just never got myself to do it. And then I recently got the book Allah Loves and it is amazing. It is so short. It's like only like a hundred something pages and it just shares different attributes and different stuff what Allah loves. And it's like, so it'll be like Allah loves like a trustworthy person. Allah loves somebody who is, you know, independent. Allah loves somebody who is patient um and just some random ones also mentioned the book because i got it with me right now allah loves piety repentance excellence angelic praise sincere supplication those who are trying strength the beneficial people justice patience trust tears and traces independence healthy pride honor gentleness humility without disgrace due diligence consistency punctual prayers beauty acceptance of his gifts those who follow the prophet peace be upon him generosity and trade the unnoticed your mother love the mosque cleanliness there's just so many and i have so many I've not, I'm not even through this book yet. I'm actually like on, where am I? I'm on, I think like chapter 14 right now. Um, and it's about Allah loves healthy pride. But this far till reading, I have so many amazing just like quotes and like little excerpts from this book that just really hit home. And I share them on Instagram. And I'll share some of them with you right now because 
they're just they're really really beneficial i do think that they're i feel like it's a really good lighthearted read it's been a minute since i've had a lighthearted read that i was like wow like i really like this so Here's the excerpt that I love. The most beloved people to Allah are the ones who are the most beneficial to people because Allah sees them as a vehicle. Allah uses them as a part of carrying out the relief in other people's lives. Allah will never allow us to outdo him in these attributes and these beautiful things that he enabled us to do in the first place. Another beautiful little quote from this book is that Allah would replace you with people who would seek forgiveness. Then they would seek forgiveness and would be forgiven by Allah because he loves to forgive. Allah loves repentance and he loves those who repent. It is beautiful that in pairing sin and forgiveness together in Islam, there is no such thing as failure unless you don't do anything about that failure. Then there was this amazing mention of Adam al-Islam that I really liked in his book. It said that Allah is not unjust that he created us and gave us the free will to sin because the degree that he guaranteed us for repenting after committing a sin is even greater than that of his sinless creatures, the angels who have no free will. And it mentions how Ibn al-Qayyam puts the idea together and gives us the example of the two prophets. He explained that Shaitan was delighted when he saw that he had caused Adam's fall. What he didn't realize was that when a diver goes into the ocean, he collects pearls at the bottom and he rises back up again. Adam was better after his tawbah, even though he had to come down to this earth. His rank with Allah was higher after his repentance than he was in paradise. In the same way, Yunus al-Islam was better after he was swallowed by the whale than before it happened. And I, I found that so amazing. I found that so beautiful. That's been like a really big current favor, remembering that. That's something like you genuinely do become better after your repentance if you allow yourself. Because a lot of times when we commit a sin, we don't allow ourselves to forgive ourselves for it. And I listened to this lecture where it mentioned this thing. And I'm going to share that analogy with you that was mentioned in the lecture. This is a lecture that I heard um, a while ago. Um, and the lecture basically mentioned what happens is sometimes in our deen, people lose a sense of proportion they lose a sense of what you should be feeling incredibly bad about and what you shouldn't and here's the analogy that was given the analogy that was given in the video was basically this so let's say you have a teacher who tells you that you cannot plagiarize or cheat on your final exam and they're like if you do that you get kicked out of the university plain and simple right the second thing the teacher also told you was make sure that you're not late to class, but get a sense of proportion, right? Obviously, plagiarizing or cheating on your final exam is way worse than being late to class, right? Because at the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal if you're late once or twice. And what it talked about was what some people have is this wrong sense of proportion. They don't know how to value things correctly. So look, let's say you are on time every day to class but you cheat on your final exam and you're like well look i was on time every day well that doesn't matter you just did the biggest thing that you shouldn't have done and then on another case there's some people who might not cheat on the final exam they might not do anything on the final exam but they'll show up so late every single day that that is also a problem and so what this tells us here is that sometimes even the smallest things can add up and become a problem but you also need to understand that when you do mess up and it's something small and it's something that happens occasionally, you should not lose sense of sight and you should not lose sense of proportion. Because when you start to weigh it down so heavy on your heart, you're not understanding or keeping that same type of importance when you do something bigger. So what was mentioned here essentially was that when people commit small, small sins, right? Like let's say, you know, like the example I was given in the video was like, okay, like, you know, you've 
you committed a small sin you did something that wasn't necessarily good or you did something that was like makru like dislike not necessarily the best thing for you to do right and you're sitting here pondering upon it for the next three months and you're like oh my god like how could i do that i don't deserve to live and you lose this this sense of value that when you do something greater something more you know like, i don't want to put haram on a scale of oh less haram more haram because we should avoid it as a whole but you commit a major sin you're not feeling that same type of importance you're not feeling that same type of priority that i did something wrong because you have always been so caught up feeling this immense guilt for small things. And that's essentially what it talks about. That you should feel like, okay, I did something wrong. I should repent and I should fix that. But you should not lose a sense of proportion with anything. Because when you lose a sense of proportion in both ways, what some people do is they lose a sense of proportion with small sins, minor sins, that they become incapable of moving on. And then some people lose a sense of proportion with minor sins that they think that they can keep doing it. So in both cases, you don't want to become that person. Because losing that sense of proportion with minor sins and major sins can both drive you to an extreme that you don't want to go to and i felt like this was a really beautiful reminder with this that our repentance makes us a better person but we just have to kind of understand how to proportionate and value all of this another excerpt that i've been loving from this book is this little definition that was shared about taqwa and like isan so taqwa is remembering that allah sees everything so that we are deterred from doing anything that could compromise his love isan is honoring the side of allah upon us in a way that would encourage us to earn extra love from allah it beautifies our obligatory deeds and then it leads us to do deeds that are expect that aren't expected of us to hold ourselves to higher standards because we don't want to just be another average person we don't want to just love allah we want to be in love with allah and then it also mentions how allah loves angelic praise and it says that ihsan or excellence allows us to pursue a higher degree of Allah's love and it is what makes us special human human beings because we are choosing to worship Allah at a higher level. This is precisely what Hassan al-Basari, may Allah's mercy be upon him, said when he mentioned that Allah allows a human being to be elevated in his sight to a rank even above that of an angel. It's because an angel has no choice but to obey Allah, whereas a human being goes beyond obedience, carrying out acts of voluntary praise, voluntary love, and voluntary worship. And I, I love that. And there's just two little more small quotes that I loved. <laughs> was that um, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said the best form of worshipping is waiting for the relief to come from Allah. And I found that beautiful. And then there was another mention about dua. How it says that when my servants ask you about me, tell them I'm quite near. I hear and answer the call of the caller when he calls upon me. When he calls me. So when we call upon Allah, number one, he's close to us. So that's our first gift, that he's close to us. The second gift is how he will answer our call in a way that befits us and that is best for us. I just completely spammed y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oopsies. But again, I really found some of those things interesting so far as I've been reading it. And there's a lot of other things that I found interesting interesting as well. I think that when you're somebody, if you spend a lot of time, and I'm not saying this is for me generally, I'm just saying generally um, for a lot of people. I know some girls of my own that are studying to become like alimas and stuff. And it's kind of like, you know, when you're so absorbed every day to learning like hardcore knowledge and like so much to memorize, so much to do. I feel like it sometimes makes somebody kind of just want to grow not distant in a bad way but you just kind of want to like you feel a little bit overwhelmed and so sometimes I feel like reading just a light read is really important and so for me personally um again I'm not saying that this like these light reads these little reads that you see on social media are like the books that you should you know have gain all your Islamic knowledge from 
but again like i said i think they're exactly what they are like light reads it's like 100 pages and i just think that it's it's something really nice to read before bed and just something for your iman so i've been loving that i've been trying to i i like to i like to read books that calm me down that are just a little bit relaxing and don't require too much brain because that's for the daytime for nighttime i like something relaxing I also know that Yasser Qadi recently released, well not recently, depends on when I upload this, but he released a Sira book. Um, I'm coming. That's next on the list. That's next on the list. I have my eye on that. I'll update y'all if I, I forget it or I go through with it. I have my eye on that. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, well aware, well aware. I keep up with like the books that people are releasing. I don't think that'd be a light read though. It's Yasu Kadesura. I don't know. I don't think that'd be a light read. I don't know though. I haven't, I don't know how many pages are in that book. This can't just be me, but you guys know. Okay, I'm sorry. We're about to get sidetracked. Okay, look. If an Islamic book is like 500, 600 pages, I'm like, yeah, let's go. Like, this is worth it. Like, I'm going to read it. So much knowledge. But then it's like, if I go to the store and I see another book, it's like 500, 600 pages. And it might be like a book that's just about like business or like power or like money. Just like, you know, or like just advice that isn't necessarily completely Islamic. And it might actually contradict with the rules of Islam. It's kind of like... Uh, you white, but no, like you, I'll read the summary, I'll read the back. Like, I know there's a lot of popular books actually that are like not, you know, from authors that are not Muslim and just like, you know, like general books, even some self help books. Like, there's some self help books that promote incredibly insane things. And I'm just like, look, bro, like, you got some nice lines here and there, but 600 pages, like, I just don't feel like I'm absorbing much of hair out of this. Like, I don't know, this can't just be me. But when it's like an Islamic book, I'm like, oh my God, let's go. Field trip, let's read all of this. But when it's like any other book, I'm like, how good are you really? Let's open up Goodreads. Y'all, is Goodreads still a thing? Are people making Goodreads accounts? Should I make a Goodreads? If I made a Goodreads, how does Goodreads work? Or is that something that the grandmas use? I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. Actually, my, my sister uses Goodreads. Oh my god, I'm dead. My sister uses Goodreads. I, I have a few friends that use Goodreads, but I don't use Goodreads because... I, I Isn't it like... What do you do on Goodreads? Isn't it just when you like rate the book and like write a review? Something like that. Should I make a Goodreads, y'all? Please, please. People do like Goodreads goals where they're like trying to read like six books, eight books, or ten books like a year. And then there's me. So... <laughs> I don't know if I'm Goodreads material, but I do have Pinterest, but I'm not really active on Pinterest. Pinterest and Goodreads fall in like the same category for me. Like those those weird apps. That, oh, they're not weird. <laughs> they're not weird. It's just those apps that like we don't use every day. They're just like there, you know? Like they're just kind of their apps, but like you need them on your phone. That's kind of that niche for me. So I just don't see a re should I get a Goodreads? Should I not? I don't know. If one person tells me to make a Goodreads, I'll make a Goodreads. So it's y'all's call. If you want me to make a Goodreads, I'll make a Goodreads. It is what it is. Here is another thing that I've been loving recently um, that I think could be helpful. This is something that I'm trying to get more in the habit of doing. This is something that I should be doing more, but I hope that this can help somebody. If you are practicing Arabic or you're learning Arabic, um, vocabulary is something that really slips out of your brain. So I think this might be a cute idea for somebody who might need it. This is something that I'm going to try to start doing more. Um, and I just, I love the idea, which is why I'm sharing this one. Um, go, especially if you're learning like everyday item, like everyday stuff, um, those words really slip out of your brain. So 
what you should do is when you're living your day-to-day life and you see like an everyday item, um, either put a little post-it on it of the word, Ar- like the Arabic word on it. So like door, write the Arabic version of it and put it on your door. So every time you see your door, you know that, oh, this is this in Arabic. Or every time you just see the item, try to say it in Arabic. Because if you don't really use your Arabic vocabulary that often, it's it's going to get a little shaky. Even if it's just everyday stuff. So like water, flowers, outside. I don't even know. Like random words. So that is something that I want to start try. I want to try to start doing more. Um, because if you don't have anyone to speak Arabic with, like what else are you supposed to do? You know, I feel that's useful. So that's something that I want to try to get into. And I think that might help a lot of people. I know a lot of people have done it and it really helped them, inshallah. Okay, next favorite stuff. Current favorite podcast slash lecture series. Okay, so my current favorite lecture series. Honestly, I don't have a current favorite lecture series because I used to listen to a lot of lecture series, like like series, like straight up. And I like them, but I'm also of like a, I also kind of just like to listen to hutbas. Like I just, I just kind of be listening to everybody's hutbas. I also just like to listen to individual lectures sometimes, not series. Um, I feel like there is one that I'm forgetting that I want to share with y'all. As weird as it sounds, I highly encourage everybody to, well, if you understand Urdu, I highly encourage people to listen to lectures in Urdu because I feel like it is a different dynamic. <laughs> I feel like you understand the ayahs and you just understand what's going on a little bit differently as composed as compared to as you do in English. Like English has its own type of like, it's like a feeling. And then like when you listen to like an Urdu or like just your, just your language that you're very used to speaking i feel like it's different and i feel like i've started to listen to more lectures in urdu and i'm just kind of more i'm more interested like i've been more it's been retaining more in my head which is so funny because you know i always swore up and down that i'd never be those aunties that are cleaning the kitchen with an urdu lecture playing cooking rice on the oven cleaning the kitchen you know yelling at some little kid to go play outside but that's exactly what i've been doing recently that's exactly what i've been doing recently (laughs) or like baking something like an urdu lecture on and it's just like they're yelling at everybody get out the kitchen like leave the kitchen yeah that's exactly what i've been doing now (laughs) so it's funny how life will take you to a turn of events but i highly encourage people to sometimes listen to lectures in different languages if you speak different languages because i feel like it just there's like a different beauty behind it the next category okay so we talked about books we talked about like current favorite podcast lecture situations let's talk about favorite duas as of right now inshallah so i have a lot of current favorite duas obviously some of the more popular ones that we always hear about i love those like my lord indeed i'm truly in great need of any good you would send down to me and of course allah alone is sufficient for us and he's the best disposer of affairs some of those really popular ones that we have all heard but this one is one that i just find really heart touching and i like a lot so this one is a dua for forgiveness of all types of sins right and it is in sahih muslim book 16 hadith 17 okay book 16 hadith 17 oh allah forgive me my former and latter sins which i have done secretly and those which i have done openly and that i have wronged others and those defaults of mine about which you have better knowledge than i have you alone can send whomever you will to jannah and you alone can send whomever whomever you will to hellfire 
none has the right to be worshipped but you. I like this one and I find like, I feel like it's beautiful and just what it talks about. I like the way that it just mentions, there's this one line that I really like. It says that, um, and those defaults of mine about which you have better knowledge than I have. And I found that beautiful. I just really like this dua as a whole. I think that it covers a lot of components about how, you know, the mistakes you might have done openly and privately and with others. And those things innate with us that we sometimes don't notice that are just kind of default. And so I like it. I think that is very beautiful. Now, sunnahs I've been loving recently. I think that there's a lot of sunnahs that we have, inshallah, hopefully embedded in our lifestyle and we don't really even remember anymore that they're sunnahs and we just do them out of love. So I have quite a few, inshallah, that I, I try my best to do. But just some to think off the top of my head that I love, that I just think about now that we're reflecting. This is one that I've been trying to do more, which is to always have a pleasant smile. Ibn Jaz reports that I have not seen anyone who smiled more than the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. So, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to become more of a smiley gal. Um, <laughs> I already try my best to smile a lot, but I feel like sometimes I think about it and I'm like, I'm in a good mood. Why am I not cheesing? You better cheese. You better smile. So I've been trying to smile more and I noticed that it really does make your mood feel better as well. Of course, there's some other great sunnahs as well. Like sitting down and drinking water. There's a bunch. Before you go to bed, there's a bunch of those to do. I enjoy them a lot. I had an episode filmed actually one time that was like sunnahs to put back in your life. Like it was like forgotten sunnahs. And I never uploaded that episode because I don't know if people would like it or not. So I don't know if one person says upload it, I'll do it. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll probably upload it. I just, I just forgot it, honestly. Here's another pretty heavy one, but this is one that I've been trying to be more intentional about, which is speaking good or keeping silent. Um, a lot of these are more like character related, um, like this one, speaking good or, or keeping silent, like trying to control your tongue. Um, the Prophet peace be upon him said that he who believes in Allah and the hereafter, if he witnesses any matter, he should talk in good terms about it or keep quiet in a scenario Muslim. And just generally... Um, you know, minding my business and not absorbing myself with things that are not for me. Even if it's not something harmful, even if it's something like not anything haram or anything, just generally just sticking in my own lane. These seem to be little, but I feel like these are the things that really have been making me think more about the prophet peace upon in my day-to-day -day life. Because there's a lot of sunnahs that, like, again, like that we do before bed or like how napping is a sunnah or this or that. Like there's a bunch of little, little things that we do throughout our day. But these are the ones that I feel like I've been kind of like, mm. Like kind of just like I've been pulling myself to do better and these are some of the areas where I've been working at Okay, next thing that has been a current favorite Let's talk Allah's 99 names. So um, I highly recommend everybody to memorize Allah's 99 names. I've talked about Allah's 99 names before um, memorizing Allah's 99 names and keeping them and preserving them there's a hadith that mentions how one who does that enters paradise. It was mentioned in a hadith where it says that whoever memorizes the 99 names of Allah will enter the paradise. So I like Allah's 99 names a lot, obviously. <laughs> I like them all. I can't pick any favorites. But just some that I recently have been trying to use more. Especially when doing dua. Um, there are a few steps to dua, so just generally, just to quickly overgo some of them. The first one being to make sure that you praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Second one being to make sure that you send salawat on the Prophet peace be upon him. The third one being to ask Allah by his beautiful names, which is what we're going to talk about. The fourth one to be seeking forgiveness. And the fifth one to obviously 
rely on Allah and have that sabar and be consistent and stuff among that nature. Just roughly, quickly going over it. So, current fave names that I've been thinking a lot about. Um, the first one being Al-Fatha, the opener. Um, I like this one a lot. I think that this one was one that when I originally learned about Allah's 99 names, I didn't focus a lot on. But Al-Fatha, I believe, is one that... It makes a lot of things make more sense, I guess you could say. Because what happens a lot of times in life when we are desperately opening or we want something open or we want something to work out, um, we forget that Allah is Al-Fatha. He is the one that open. He's the opener. He's the one that is the one that takes care of our affairs and he's the ones that can make things work out in ways that we can't imagine. And I feel like there's a sense of comfort in knowing that you are not the one who's required to open these doors, to open these paths. It's Allah who will do it for you. Al-Jabbar. Um, there's a, quite a few different um, words people use, like the restorer, the repairer, you know, and I, I've noticed a lot of people call out to this name, especially when you are trying to heal a broken heart, right? Because Al-Jabbar, Allah is the one that repairs your heart. He's the one that heals you. And I like this one. I think that we are all broken in some ways. I think that we all have some things going on. And I think calling out to Al-Jabbar to ease those things for you and to help restore you is amazing. Um, Al-Basir is another one that I love a lot. Which means the all-seeing. I love this one. I think that it also gives a lot of comfort. Same thing as with like Al-Fatha. That like you understand that Allah's watching. That Allah is seeing at all times. And he's insight into all the details. And he doesn't miss anything. So there's like this sense of comfort. That like I know God is seeing it. So I don't have to like panic. I don't have to worry. Like I don't have to in every situation good, bad ugly like whether that's you want justice or you are fearing something like if you're in a situation where you are like at the most scariest point in your life you're fearing what's going to happen next uh, there's comfort in knowing that that Allah sees this that the all-seeing sees this that Al-Basir sees this and that like he will handle everything for you that he sees everything he'll take care of it for you there's comfort in knowing that Al-Jabbar will fix you that God will fix you that God will help you that He's the one who can fix these hearts. He's the one that can take care of us. And there's just so many names of Allah that I love. I actually shared them on Instagram. Didn't mean to do a promo. Oopsies. Did not mean to do a promo. But essentially it mentions like a bunch of different names of Allah. Like the greatest names of Allah with which when invoked he responds. Then it shares names which lead to the fear of Allah and constant awareness of him. Right? The witness. Al-Basir. There we go again. The all-seeing. Right, the all hearing, all aware, then names which inspire patience and gratitude, right? Um, the cure, the grateful, the all comprehending, the giver, names which inspire trust in Allah, the guardian, the protector, the helper, the protective friend, the master, sufficient, the all sufficient, the disposer of affairs like Al Waqi, like there's just there's so many. Names which inspire greatness of Allah and prompt us to exalt him. Um, then there's so many there as well. And names which inspire us to love Allah and show due respect to him. Right? The modest, the kind, the originator, the creator, the supreme creator, the inventor, the fashioner, the most loving, the pure, the beautiful, the praised, the most gentle. So I post these on my Instagram. And there's also the hadith again where it mentions that indeed Allah's 99 names who are preserved them will enter paradise. And preserving them includes four things. Memorizing them, two, one, memorizing them, two, understanding their meanings, and three, praising Allah and calling upon him through them, and four, acting upon what they necessitate. So, I love those recently. Those are just some of the top ones that are on my mind, but there's a bunch of amazing ones. All of them are amazing, of course. And I think that they're just, they're so beneficial. And when you learn to put them in your dua, it makes things a lot more better. So my next current favorites, let's talk 
mental health, emotional being, and just life. Improving the quality of your current life. So things that I think can help you reach a little bit more of your peak happiness and the best of you. So outside of worshiping and making sure that you're keeping a good connection with Allah and doing all that good stuff that you should be doing, like stuff outside of religiously that I think could help a lot. Now that we're moving to a different category. Um, going on daily walks, reading a book every day, at least a page, at, not even. Like you should be reading every day. Read a book every day. Um, get off your phone. Get off your phone. Another thing that I think could help a lot of people reach like a better, you know, peak happiness a little bit more betterness um put your social medias in light mode if you're a dark mode type of person i'm a dark mode person right and anytime anytime i see somebody who's not a dark mode person i'm just kind of like mm, you know side eye but if you're a dark mode person you're a dark mode girly put her on light mode and you will instantly not want to use your social media anymore that's always helpful to get kind of get yourself off while getting, while talking about getting off the phone, um, shockingly, my next piece of advice: call somebody that you haven't talked to in a long time. That's something that I've been trying to do more. Where I just randomly call up some of my friends, and I'll just like bother them on the phone, or I'll just start doing like a live cooking session for them, and like, hi, welcome, and watch me cook this, and they'll just be like, okay, okay, we can go for this. So you know, just like do do random things, do do fun things. Um, another thing that I think has been really really helping um obviously like i always say in every one of these episodes listening out what you're grateful for i always mention that one um i always mention writing monthly letters to god which i always find fun i talked about this in my discord as well if you're new here it's basically when like every month you write a little letter to god just a little letter just generally about what's going on in your life what do you want and then the next month read it and write another one and it's interesting to see how much life changes another favorite right now Mm, I know I sound kind of sh like shaky because I'm telling y'all to get off your phones and not use social media and that stands where that stands but in healthy usage of course in healthy usage current favorites has been my telegram channel mm, promo <laughs> telegram channel I've been enjoying that I've been enjoying spamming y'all and y'all just sitting there like okay what is she talking about now and I'm, I've been enjoying my telegram channel if you're not a part of it join it it's in my Linktree, inshallah, another current favorites. Using Saturday as like a reset day. So typically, it's okay to use Saturday or Sunday. But you know what it felt like? Let me tell you what I've been feeling like. Not that you asked, but let me just tell you. So look, Friday is like Jummah. And you know, you're busy. You're doing all that in the third, wrapping up the week, right? And then Saturday, it's like, let's be honest. Folks don't even be taking Saturday off no more. Folks just be working on Saturday and doing stuff on Saturday. And then Sunday's like, oh, reset week. Yeah, but when do you relax, though? Like, when do you get to, like, have peace? Yeah, when when does that happen? So I've been thinking about that a lot recently. So I've been trying to do my reset days on Saturday. So on Sundays, it can be mental and physical reset. So it could be me doing whatever I love. Another current faves or something that I've been trying to do and be more consistent with is make sure you're hitting 10k steps a day um everybody's like oh my god is she a 10k step girly yes i am yes i am i don't care what you gotta say i believe firmly in the 10k step movement because i was i've i've lived the life of doing the 10k i i was one of those people you know the people that are really aggressive and they're like oh my god i gotta get 10k steps a day and they're just walking around yeah yeah uh-huh i'm that i'm that person and i think that when i stopped being so crazy about getting my 10k steps i was like i was not feeling my best get your 10k steps a day and if you're somebody who's never given in to the 10k steps 
a dating? Hi, may I introduce you to something that will drastically change your life? Welcome to the dark side, or should I say the light side, if anything. Walk 10k steps a day, you will see your life change. You will see your life change. I swear, it's, it's so effective. I know so many people who just do it generally just for general well-being. I do it for general well-being. I just feel better. I know some people who do it for weight loss, and they have actually found that to be a lot more effective than some other things. All in all, I still do enjoy working out, and I still do recommend that, but I do think that walking 10k steps a day really helps. And you guys already know, I'm a big preacher of drinking a gallon of water a day. I feel like I'm revealing some tendencies, and everybody's like, oh my god, is she a 10k step outside walker with a gallon of water? person i might be i might not be mind your business walking 10k steps a day helps a lot drinking a gallon of water if you're not drinking a gallon of water that's not even a current phase that's a, that's a habit that's something you should put in yourself i have my gallon of water with me right now literally like it's right here that's something i recommend my besties to do um make sure you're doing that another current phase that i recommend a lot of people to try to do is this one might get a little bit dark and I know that not everybody has the capabilities or the access to do this. So if you're somebody who has a bad or strained relationship with your parents, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, may Allah make it better for you. And maybe I hope this can help improve it as well. I have been forcing my parents to start doing things that they've never done before. Because I think that what a lot of us tend to forget is that our parents haven't necessarily lived. A lot of them have been on survival mode their entire life. They've been taking care of us their entire life. You know, ever since they came here, wherever that might be. They've been on survival mode and it's like, you know, they don't know how to get off. And they kind of don't understand that like, oh, you don't have to do this that vigorously. Or like, you know, just chill out. Like they don't kind of know how to chill out. And there's been so many basic experiences that our parents probably have never faced. Like, have you ever thought about that? Like, there's some basic things that our parents never got to experience because maybe they got married young and they instantly, like, immigrated to wherever they did and then it was just work, 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 work. Or, like, they got married or they just got so consumed with something, worked super hard, even if it was not young. Like, they just didn't get to have certain experiences. And I feel like now that I, I'm 19 and I think about it and I'm like, you know, my parents, like, they're in, like, their... You know, they're they're in their I'm almost gonna kill me if I say something. <laughs> they're in their forties and in their fifties and I think about it and I'm just kind of like, you know, like there's some things that I've done at nineteen that they've never done at forty and fifty. And I'm kinda like, why? Like, let's go. Like, I need to sh I need to make y'all feel this as well. And I feel like it's something that I think a lot about. And I'm not trying to get, like, sappy or anything or make anybody feel bad who does not have a good relationship with their parents. Everybody struggles with their relationship with their parents. May Allah make it easy for all of us. I mean, and if you struggle and have a strained relationship with your parents, sometimes our parents are really, really caught up in their bubble of their work and their life. And unfortunately, sometimes it can even make them really, really toxic because they don't really understand that. And I get it. Like, it's not your job to manage and handle all that. But I think that from, like, time and time again, like, you know, just sometimes trying to take them out even if it's like something super basic, like a picnic out, going somewhere, or just something something small, or like spending a night with them, just doing something um, could really change it. And I think that when you come from like a Pakistani household, or really just any household where it's like you don't really move out until you get married, and you live with your parents till you know, you're 
20s and on a lot of times you're like oh well we've done everything together we live together like i see them too much no like you see them they're there but have you ever felt like your parents ever did something outside of their routine have you ever felt like your parents did something that was like outside of what they did like you see them every day like okay you see them at breakfast and okay they're working then you see them like this then you see them here then okay you see them around like you know five or six making dinner or eating dinner then you guys will eat dinner and then you guys go to bed like i get it and alhamdulillah that you even have their like, routine and alhamdulillah even if you have a bad relationship with your parents or it's not necessarily the best or strained i always tell people like you know if it's not on the extreme end i know it's hard for everybody but our blessings and our life have a timeline and our parents are included in that right as much as it might as much as they might get on your nerves sometimes and i don't want to say that but as much as they might sometimes hurt you in ways that you don't necessarily expect i'm not saying that's a free pass and we should just you know let ourselves get walked over but at some points like obviously we all have a little bit of problems with our parents sometimes right parents say that children don't listen children say that parents don't listen um and we both feel mutually that way that's a really big problem in a lot of communities because a lot of times Muslim parents like oh you know what we know better they don't want to listen to anything and sometimes as a kid all you want to do is just be heard out so we all have problems we all have complications um and i'm not referring to an extreme end but just generally i think that you know even if you've lived with your parents 23 plus years and you see them every day like there's just some sometimes you just to try to do something a little bit different even if that's just baking or cooking something for them and just having them eat it like something different for them and i feel like that has been something that i've been reflecting more on because i sometimes think about my life right and i'm like okay so if i had to live every day like that how would i feel if i had to live every day like this how would i feel and i think about that a lot a lot of mothers tend to forget that they are human beings after they become mothers a lot of fathers as well so it's something that i just think a lot about and then especially if you have parents that left behind their family for you um they've had the same day for the past 35 years maybe they've had the same food the same the same everything the same everything for so long and then there's like, you know, alhamdulillah, like there, there's us that like, you know, as much as, you know, some people want to complain that every day in my life is the same, but like you still get the opportunity to like sometimes go out with your friends and like go do something or get a new experience, see something, do something. We still get those experiences. And sometimes our parents don't. Sometimes our parents become so selfless that they forget that they are human beings. And instead of taking a moment to just live where they are and in their present moment of their life, they're too busy planning on what they can do next. And so that's something that I've been pondering a lot upon. And that's something that I tell a lot of people, your parents are blessing right um i know that people have difficult relationships but your parents really are a blessing and everything in your life has a time to go right and it'll make it easy not trying to get dark whoa whoa current favorites took a turn but generally try your best to give them experiences that are they could be simple but just something that they've probably not had that often even if that's going out even if that's just sitting down and eating together even if that's just doing something and I think that that's beautiful. I think that that's something that they'll appreciate. I think that's something they'll remember. Because if not now, then when? A lot of times we're like, oh, you know what? Your parents are just so quick to like, you know, get you married and then have you settled off in your own life that they just want to see you do well. But it's like, I want you to, I want you to be in the well with me. I want you to feel this with me. So that, that's something that I want to just have you think about for a bit. 
Anyways, that took a U-turn, but I hope it gave you something important and useful to think about. I hope this episode benefited you in some way. I know these episodes are so crazy. And I'm sometimes I'm like, bro, my username is Islamic Feelings. But, like, I talk about so many things. Like, I talk about Islam a lot as well. But I talk about so many things that I'm just like, I can't even keep up. I don't know. But I hope y'all benefited from this episode. I hope it was good. I hope you liked something and you're going to put in your routine. Um, some of these are repeats, but of course, besties, I'm still going to put y'all on. Hope you guys like this episode. Take care of yourself. Have a great rest of your day. Assalamualaikum.